Hey buds, today we get high as skylines while we toke two strains with city names. We cover news stories ranging from a sticky icky situation to getting high with cops, but not in the way you're thinking. And an interview with cryptocurrency advisor and blockchain guru, Nick Proton. All of this and more today on the Good Buds Podcast. Let's get down to Stonertown. Welcome to the Good Buds Podcast, the show where good buds smoke good buds and talk about them. I'm Curtis. I'm Shank. And this is episode 27, airing Monday, March 8th, 2021 on Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and many more. Thanks for joining us. Before we start, I'd like to thank Lumenspot and My High Shop for sponsoring this episode in the podcast. Check out their links below in the description, and we'll talk more about that later. So, Curtis, how are you doing today? Oh, Shank, I have finally recovered from my birthday last week. <laughs> wild time, eh? Wild time. Wild man. time, wild time. We finally oh. got the goat back to the zoo. Everything got cleaned up. The fines got paid. Did the they ever find that paid. gorilla? Doesn't matter. So, okay. anyway, unrelated popcorn fire, Your Honor. Yeah, unrelated popcorn fire. But no, oh, that's cool, man. That's good. Seriously, everything was great. Fucking good birthday good week following uh i bought myself a nintendo switch so i've kind of been busy with that so sorry if this youtube video looks a little like shit um, <laughs> yeah he he gets distracted by it easily smash bros <laughs> <laughs> but shank how have you been feeling oh man absolutely fantastic i mean aside from the weather being kind of crazy here today you know and the wind blowing so hard it almost knocked me off my feet if i wasn't wearing my heavy boots uh it's been a wonderful day um picked up some new fantastic strains and an awesome strain to smoke today on the podcast that i'm very excited I also to share did that yeah. i also did this you did that yeah yeah you did that too and so we're both really excited obviously to smoke these strains can't wait to do it but before we get into that i would like to remind you to check out our Facebook, Instagram, and our Twitter for some awesome behind-the-scenes stuff and really funny content. Seriously, you can jump on our Discord, too, for some great conversations. We check there daily, and uh, we'll, we'll, I'm not going to go on too much about it right now, but check the links down below in the description and, and give us a like or follow or whatever. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. It would be great, but also, if you uh, want to support the show a little bit more, you can also donate to us at our Patreon page. You check us out there. We have exclusive content or Patreon, you know, members only. Or you can also jump on to our Discord channel and listen to the show live as we record it, as it airs and stuff like that. You know, links will be down below. And if you join us, you can join our list of fabulous, fabulous, fantastic, awesome patrons, such as Isaac. Yeah, he's absolutely right. Yeah, Isaac's still our only one, but he we still love him, and we love all of you guys who, who, even if you just like the videos or if you subscribe or whatever, like, we love you guys too. That's fantastic. Any support for the show in any way is appreciated. Super, super great. Um, yeah, so obviously, Curtis, now let's get on to the reviews, brother. I agree to that. Good buzz reviews, good buzz. So, Curtis, what are you burning today? Uh, well, Shank, uh, why do you suddenly sound like you're from Montreal? Hey, what? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I just said today I'm smoking Paris OG. Oh, nice. Sounds good. Oh, yes. Paris OG is a uh, very nice indica-dominant hybrid strain. Nice. Now, 
this in particular one that I'm growing today is grown by a private grower in Detroit. This was the same guy who grew Chem Dog that I smoked in episode oh, the, twenty. The Chauncey Dank. Yep, the guy who uh, grew weed for Chauncey Billups and other athletes in Detroit. That's lit. Um, uh, so the parents of the strain are Lemon OG and Headband, and it, it has, sounds really familiar. It does. It kind of sounds like the strain that I had last week. Yeah, except this is an indica. Exactly. A little bit different, but same thing. Check out last week's episode. If this is your first episode tuning in, check out last week's episode. It was awesome. Exactly. But this is a fantastic strain. It has about 21% THC, roughly. Uh, Got some other terpenes in there, which I'll get to in a second. Noise. The strain itself has these small, dense, potent, and well-trimmed little nuggets. They're well-trimmed, but kept on the stem, That which is kind of like this guy's trademark for the like bonsai, bonsai trimming kind of like bonsai <laughs> trimming exactly like everything else is taken out of there all the other bullshit but it's just left on the stem which looks fairly artistic and you can kind of just pull off the little tiny chunks that is fancy um, as fuck exactly uh but the chunks themselves have like these emerald green little cores that leads to more of a minty green on the tips of the nug it nice. has a small coating of yellowish orangish hairs that and also a light crystal coating very nice, not a whole lot, but it's there. And it gives like this slight yellow tint to the whole thing in bright white light, which you can see if you're watching our YouTube videos or if you check out our Instagram, because mm-hmm. pictures are everywhere. Big truth. Um as in terms of the scent. <sighs> okay, I'm um, sorry. But this is a very lemony, peppery scent. It has slight orange citrus tones and Overall, it has this low scent of like a natural spruce or sandalwood or some shit. It's very nice, like woodsy, foresty type of scent there. And overall, it's very nice. It's uh, based on what I checked out. It's got a high amount of limonene and a high amount of mycrene as well, or mycrene, whatever. But yes, very nice, uh, good amount of terpenes in there. And as always, we're doing those research for you guys. It's true. Digging deep. Got you. Uh, but Shank, why don't you let the folks know what it is you are smoking on today? Today I will be smoking on some Dartmouth Kush. Yeah. Dartmouth Kush? Yeah, Dar- Dartmouth is... Uh, okay, so there's a city near here called Halifax, right? And it's what people around here refer to as the city. Like, you're following me, right? It's a city called Halifax. So where the fuck is Dartmouth? <laughs> Dartmouth, Dartmouth um, is directly across the water from that, and it's technically part of the same municipality, the HRM or whatever, the Halifax Regional Municipality, but they're like neighbor cities. Like, it's slightly smaller, slightly dirtier, and so it's like, slightly more fun. So Darwin is kind of like more of a district. D- Dartmouth, but yeah. It's like, it's a, no, it's a city. It's a city in its own right. It's just a slightly smaller city. Okay, so anyway, more about Dinkmouth. Yeah, anyway... <laughs> Anyway, Dartmouth Kush is a hybrid indica I'm smoking this week. It's absolutely, like, I'm excited for it. Um, it just said hybrid. I wasn't certain about it, so I looked up more information about it. Like Curtis said before, we do the research. Um, and I found out that it is a hybrid indica. So I'm excited for this episode. Um, now, this weed, oh my god, man, it looks beautiful. They are monster nugs. God friggin' Zilla nugs, man. Um, like, I held one in the palm of my hand, and it almost took up the whole palm of my hand, and I don't have little hands. I got them old, big old, big old monkey paws. Um, huge. Huge. My hands are huge. 
Um, but seriously, they are monster nugs, but the cool thing is, is they're just as dense as they are big. So it's not just like they're big and fluffy and like you bust them up and they're like, what the hell, this is disappointing. It's like, you know, it's like when someone sends you a dick pic and it looks huge and they're, they, they get the angle makes their dick look huge and you get there and it's just like tic-tac. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, but uh, that's never happened to me. But uh, anyway, um, I love these nugs, man, because they have a beautiful olive tone on the outside. Like it's kind of the inverse of yours. How you had the like lighter on the outside with the darker on the inside. Mine is right. definitely a darker kind of olive tone on the outside with this really nice light jade, like kind of faded jade on the inside. And when you bust it up, you can really only see the jade. Um, and it's got like a very copious amount of red hair on the outside, makes it look like a jungle, very thick and wooly, which I like in a strain. Um, and it just adds to the aesthetic of it, gives it kind of a wild appeal. Um, but frankly, it's impossible to touch without your hands looking like you've handled glitter, which is something I'm not a huge fan of, but I'm a fan of the crystal. So, Kesha would like this strain. Kesha would love this strain. She would be sparkling. But uh, as for the smell, man, that, it hits home there too, because this stuff, like... Oh, man, it doesn't smell like Dartmouth, I can tell you that much. Um, <laughs> this, this strain, it's got a very sweet very floral scent with a little hint of gas like the diesel smell you know that you get from the kush yeah. like it's got a bit of that diesel that diesel kind of gas smell but it also has berries like notes of berries in there like blueberry it seems so i assume one of the parent strains probably blueberry. So kind of like a, a a vineyard and like gas kind of combo yeah yeah so it smells it like, vin like diesel. flowers so it smells like vin diesel like vin diesel and kesha hanging out with each other <laughs> it smells like Vin Diesel and Kesha hanging out is what this smells like. And it's it's got a and it's and that fits too because it does have a really odd like sharp but round scent. It's kind of like an oxymoronic thing, but it's like a round smell but it's sharp at the same time almost like menthol how it has that like soothing but burny sensation. Like it's weird. Right. Um and it both confuses and pleases my sinuses. So I'm I'm really excited to try this strain out, man. I I can't wait to uh to burn some obviously before i do i would like to before we do or try it out i'd like to remind people to check out our instagram like you said earlier you can check us out at good buds podcast on instagram we post pictures from all of the strains that we smoke every week and random crap that you guys would love to see give us a follow while you're there and if you want you can check out curtis's instagram because he has some wicked content of his own over at good buds curtis and if you want to check out shank's instagram he's got some content that he shows he's like showing off his new strains and his joints and he shows that off at good buds shank and i would be loving 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 if you guys gave us a follow when you were there because you know it feels good to know that people are watching and we love to interact with you guys so if you follow us we'll probably follow you back and check out what you guys are doing in your day-to-day -day instagram world you know so exactly yeah, and so also a reminder that you know if you want to see the strains as we're talking about them live, you can watch our YouTube video and you can literally listen along, watch along and see everything happen as it goes. It's true. The strains are makes, floating yeah. behind us. Like it's right fantastic. now, like if you're watching, it's beautiful. Like this awesome animation, like me and me and Curtis are gorgeous. We are beautiful animated characters and you're missing out if you're not checking it out. So go to our YouTube and subscribe while you're there. Like, comment and subscribe. And like, you know, just hit us up in the comments. Tell us what you know, you think we should do on a future episode, like give us some ideas, just say hi. Like we're happy Tell to, to share, share a random want. porn link, you know, like, you know, like bots. We do. love all of them. Yeah. Like we always get bots commenting random porn links. Why don't our fans just comment us some random porn links? Curtis will check them out and verify them. It's a free, a free internet. I know, right? <laughs> hey, man, I love those bots. I, those bots, I like every comment they give us. Exactly. <laughs>
But anyway, bros, I think you know what time it is. Shank, I have a bong packed right here. I have a bong right here, brother. Then I think you all know what time it is. We have our lighters. We raise them. We blaze it. Toke spoke. Toke spoke. Holy Moses! Ooh. Ooh. Wow, ooh. Curtis, how that how that hit you, brother? Oh, oh, ooh, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. ha ha ha! He he! Ah, turning into oh. a choir for a second. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <coughs> oh. Jiminy Christmas! Seriously, how that okay. hit you, homie? Damn. All right. So it's a very clean hit, but. It is dank as hell, nice. and it just, it sucks out your lung, it clears your sinuses, and it puckers your butt a little bit. <laughs> oh, as a lemony flavor up front, and it kind of soothes, and it's mellow, but it moves to, like, this peppery taste that also is kind of smooth and mellow. It hits the back of the throat, punches the top of your head. Oh. Nice. Ooh. Like, I should have been coughing there, but seriously, <laughs> for the faint-hearted, like, don't do this. <laughs> don't yeah, do no, this to I'm yourself. A... But goddamn, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I'm going in for seconds. Shank, how is that treating you? Well, <clears throat> it did make me die a little bit there. It was a bit of a punchy toke, but frankly, it had a really strange berry taste. Like, a very berry-forward taste. That blueberry came out of the woodworks, and you could oh. taste it really up front. It obviously had a lot of that traditional Kush diesel flavor to round out the hit in a really nice way. Um, but like I said, a very strong punch on the way in. It kind of took a little bit out of me on the way out, but frankly, it has a It's taking a lot taste. out of me. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. You're, you're going to survive, man. You're going to survive. But uh, I love the taste overall. It's, it's, it's magnificent. And uh, like, you know, this, these strains are... The strain tastes fantastic, so I think, you know, like, I would love to smoke more of this, but before we do, we should probably, you know, check out some, you know, other people's opinions, right? What do you think? I agree to that, and as always, these are the on oh, oh. online opinions of other stoners who are online, and we are other stoners online giving our opinions to the online. Opinion. <sighs> okay, so the Paris OG is kind of like a typical knockout indica effect god damn fuck all right so this is a sleepy relaxed and euphoric strain i hope that kicks in later <laughs> uh it's good for insomnia stress and pain hmm. now it has a slight dry mouth effect dry mouth effect that has been noted but it also has a couple reports of paranoia, which is something I don't see on a lot of strains oh. nowadays, especially since legalization's coming. But yeah, it's becoming less and less common to yeah. see paranoia listed as a exactly. symptom. Exactly. But with all that, as always, we're seasoned stoners, garlic powder. I got Bev's, I got snacks, and I got my boy Shank here to keep me company. So if Very I start true. freaking out, he can just point I'll keep him grounded. And... Yes. <laughs> don't, don't ground me. I don't like being grounded. Well, not... What the hell was that? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, man. They're, you're fine. What? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Oh. You're good. Okay. You're good. Well, you're all right. Was... No, okay, you're fine. So, so how's that? <laughs> okay. So how's that? <laughs> so, so how's that dark month kush going? <laughs> the Dartmouth kush 
is uh, actually fun fact. It doesn't really have any online reviews. Um, I could not find any. I looked all over the place. Um, I could find a lot of information about the weed itself. Uh, like, for example, I know that it is 58% myrcene, it is 9% apinine, 7% I think oshamine? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. Uh, it's 5% uh, carophylline, and then there's some other 5%, 5%, 4%, 3%, 3%, and it is 1% abisabolol. I really like that name, abisabolol. Damn. It's a fun-sounding terpene. But yeah. Bunch of terpene. How are you getting all this research always? Um, dude, once again, I got Scotia. Oh, okay. Scotia okay. weed, man. Scotia brand. This 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 uh, Dartmouth Kush is grown by Scotia. And I went to their website, and as usual, they have like an obscene amount of information about their strain here. They don't tell you the parent strains, which is understandable because a lot of They don't tell the you time... the parent strains or the... Uh actual well, effects but they well, the main that. reason why i actually was reading something about it a little while ago the reason why companies don't do that on a business level is because street names are dumb as shit right. because a business doesn't want to advertise green crack you know they don't want to say we grew this strain with green crack and blah like they don't want to do that right so they don't they would rather not tell you and just say this is what it's called exactly makes yeah. sense yeah and, and so so but, you gotta but, accept how people yeah. run their stuff. Absolutely, and but Scotia, you know, they grew this Dartmouth Kush. It was grown in Dartmouth, as far as I know, I think. And uh, they, they've got an right. awesome terpene breakdown on their website. They're fantastic. Um, honestly, though, if anybody from Scotia is listening right now, like I would love if you guys put like put a review spot on your website so that like customers like if they go check out your product there, they can see product reviews because I would be happy to be like one of the first person like first people to go on there and give a review of all the strains that I've smoked so far of your weed because every time I've been, I haven't been disappointed yet. So um, I'm just, And yeah. I'm hearing nothing but great things from over here in the States. So I can't wait Absolutely. to go to Canada and smoke some yeah. and just be like, damn, I love yeah. this stuff, especially this dot moth car. <laughs> yeah, the dot moth. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll just let you have it, man. I'll let you have it. But frankly, it's it's awesome, man. They they gave a great breakdown. Um, like you guys can follow them on Instagram and shit too. Uh, tell them that the Good Buds podcast sent you, and maybe they'll sponsor me or give me some free weed or some shit. So hey. please do, please do it. Um, but uh, oh, yeah, anyway. no. So it's it's good stuff. I couldn't, but I couldn't find any reviews, obviously. So what we'll have to do is wait until later in the episode when we do our, you know, how you feeling, you know, section. Exactly, and, and uh, you know, we'll let you, you know, know how we're feeling there. But with all that, and in the meantime, I think we're getting really close on. Uh, oh shit, four twenty is coming up, bro. Oh, bro, four twenty. Well, yeah, I mean it's. I know, but it's coming up somewhere. And You're not it's wrong. Coming up now. So with wrong. that being said, I have a joint rolled right here. I have a joint rolled right here. And we hope you have your joints rolled, bongs packed, bowls packed. Your edibles are already baked, so you don't have to light those on fire. But you dab rigs heated. To. Eat your dab rigs. Do whatever the fuck you want to. It's 420 somewhere. Let us blaze it. Oh. Oh, my God. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Way more tolerable. Like, I can actually smoke this and talk normally. I'm probably going to, like, pass out like a motherfucker, but this is actually pretty normal. In a paper. Dude, this is phenomenal this tastes like the blueberry like they, they might as well have like been like yeah it's a blueberry kush <laughs> because it's delicious um, well you it's... see i think main reason that this is really working for me is the paper that i put it in oh what do you what do you, okay we'll do we'll do it this week hold on so curtis 
What are you burning out of this week? Be jelly, bro. I'm burning it out of a Juicy J absinthe. Oh, I just got a semi-chub. You should. <laughs> the no, the limiting awesome. flavors and that kind of sandalwood goes perfectly with that alcoholic, minty, citrusy like, flavor that goes with like it. Like airy, light, kind of citrusy, smooth, it kind of negates. It kind of negates each other, and it honestly smells fucking like... I can't tell you what like the smoke itself smells like right now, but it'll come to me in a second. But what... I mean, yeah. I already know the answer for you, but I got, I got, a, I got a way I want to say it from now on. Uh, uh, this week, I'm smoking out of OCB. Please sponsor me. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm smoking out of OCB. I like that. I like that yeah. actually. Yeah, I'm smoking out of OCB premiums. So that's that's from now on. Every week, every single episode, when you ask me what I'm smoking out of, I'm gonna say. OCB, please sponsor me. Until I send you that care package that contains, you know, good flavors. Oh, I'll be smoking out of Juicy J's then and stuff and everything, and I'll be I'll be smoking the shit out of those, but I'll also be what I'll do you also do? be on there. No. No. Shut up. <clears throat> Stop. Oh man, yeah, like these these strains are fucking tasty though, but yeah, like OCB man, if they would sponsor my ass, I'd love them forever. Absolutely, I, I. There's nothing more that I like more than. Nice, I mean, hell, I nice might as flavor. well be. I mention them in every single episode. You know, like it's like I, seriously, I name drop them all the time as if I am sponsored I mean, by them. Just I, I like mean, I like them. It will, yeah. Like I think you should do that. Like if you actually like appreciate a brand and stuff like that, whether you're an influencer or not, like an influencer or not, I don't consider myself an influencer at all. If any of you are ever like, yeah, like. If any you should just enjoy me, products like, that you like. You're an influencer. Would you please promote my product? You'd be like, what is it? And they'd be like, well, this. And I'd be like, all right, can I try it for like at least a couple of months before I recommend it to anyone? And if they're like, no, I'd be like, no. <laughs> exactly. No, I want to be able to use your product. I want it to be something I can stand behind. Fuck yeah, if I, don't, if I don't stand behind it, I'm not telling my audience about it. Fuck that shit. Hey, Fine. do you want to advertise our website? Sure. What do you sell? Fucking Nazi memorabilia? No, is it, is it called is it called burn not burning not Nazi memorabilia dot com? No, it's specifically handcrafted Nazi replica stuff, just so you can be the best and stand out at your next uh, KKK meeting. Yeah, it's it, let's just say it's bad shit, and no. <laughs> No, I'm not behind that. Nope. I know, like I wouldn't be behind that. But but if you come up to us and you're like, "Hey, man, I make replica pogs," I would be like, "Bruh, yeah." Like pogs, <laughs> I love the shit out of pogs. Uh, I'll but... take some D and D dice towers. Oh hell yeah, D and D dice towers. Speaking of or which, just they're... dice. Speaking of which, I've been watching a lot of D and D shows lately, man. And I think I really think we we gotta jump on that friggin' uh, that BSD and D shit, man. I think the audience would love it. I, I think they would love it. Yeah, <laughs> we see. We, we well, we I was see. thinking Is about making a campaign to DM right and just kind of like putting something together real quick using like. Either three point five or four, because I love three point five and four. I but, only know five, so yeah, five's good. That's five's good too, but I mean, I can still DM in five, so. Oh hell yeah! I'm looking forward to that too. We'll run a campaign of that fit, as but... soon as we can. As soon as we can we'll get Isaac, you know, we'll 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 get Isaac, you know, drag him out of his uh, his cave that we keep him in, and we'll get him playing with us. Figure <laughs> it out, but anyway. Oh hell yeah! No, that's gonna be a good time. Of, and speaking of games, like I was saying earlier in the episode. Got a fucking Nintendo Switch, and yeah. they would think that thing is addictive. 
Oh man, I well yeah, we I, we've we've lost you to Breath of the Wild. You were you were breathing wildness. Breath of the Wild, Super Smash Brothers, fucking well, I got we all know Rocket Curtis League is on there for free. Ladies. Oh, Curtis loves to <laughs> but uh, yeah, Curtis loves to smash. But uh, like, no, but that's like, uh, it's 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 absolutely fantastic. Fucking like, I mean, I'm glad you got that, man. Like, you really deserved it. It's like, you know, birthday present for yourself. Fucking get it. Like, and you, now you can lay on your bed and game. Exactly. Now I do have a funny story about that. So, uh, without giving like specific locations, <laughs> there's a GameStop like very close to my house, like yeah. right down. A couple blocks away, not even a quarter mile. Near where he finds his, where his lair is. Exactly. So, I go there, and I'm just like, yo, you got a Nintendo Switch. They're like, all we have is the Switch Lite. That's I not a really Nintendo want... Switch. I didn't, that's not a Nintendo Switch. That's a Switch Lite. I didn't want that Switch Lite. I want the Nintendo Switch. I didn't say no, that man. to him because I was being nice, but in my head, I'm just like, you fucking cunt. You, <laughs> you piece of human shit. You... No, I'm just joking. I'm sure he was a really nice no, guy. No, he, he was, was extremely nice. He was trying it. to help you. He was trying to help you find something, right? But, so you know. he tells me to go to a couple stores and try them out near a city nearby. And I have to go. It's like two miles two or three miles at that point so i'm like okay whatever hop on the expressway jump drive go what's ahead, that whatever. mooses two miles uh, that's in mooses that's like what like three four four three about four kilometers three four kilometers yeah um <coughs> not fair so drive all the way there and it's like all right uh find the first store that i thought they were talking about hmm. they're like no uh Try the store that's further down the road. There's like four stores that are kind of clustered nearby, but not exactly nearby. Yeah, like a so I go, yeah. so I go about four blocks down. Again, not even a quarter mile. Go to another plaza, GameStop, in there. Again, all they had was the Nintendo Switch Lite. They didn't yeah, because the nobody buys Nintendo them. Switch. That's why they have them in stock everywhere you go. Literally everywhere you go, the like people out there. If you have a kid who wants just a handheld device, a Switch Lite is not a bad idea. But if right. you want them, like, there's no reason not to buy them the Switch because the Switch is just as durable and it's literally, like, barely more expensive. Exactly. You know, it's, like, infinitely more fun and it's barely more money. So it's, right, like... Right. Well, I hope no it's as durable because they're slight little bits of fragility. No, they but are. We'll get... No, they are, um, like, they're solid. But... And so the final guy, they're like, yeah, same thing. We don't have the Nintendo Switch. We only have the light. Go oh. check out this store, which is about a mile away. Son of a bitch. So I finally I'm just picturing like there. a little now. Okay, guys, this is the scoop, point where we would scoop, zoom out scoop. on a map and it would have like a little line, like a little dotted line going between stores. Like, and it would just go back and forth a bunch of times and start going all crazy, like in a cartoon. So <laughs> the final store that I go to, they're like, yeah, we have them. And I'm just like, oh, thank fucking God. Lit. Get one, get everything, get all the games and shit. They had a sale, so I could get three brand new games with one of them being like twenty or thirty percent off or some shit. Pigeon, got a bitchin ass case for it too, and yeah. So yeah you, got, you got a Zordo case, right? I got a uh, yeah, a Lurgend of Zordo. A a Ligand of Zordo. A third. Anyway, <laughs> I really like Zelda's green outfit, though. Zelda's green outfit's really cool, and the way that he jumps through the field, like yeah. Okay, now I'm gonna. Punch I'm just, I'm just fucking with you guys. I love, I love, like, I love Zelda games, and I know who Link is. I'm just, I'm, just, I just know that that bothers literally everyone on the internet. So I had to say it, but no, like, it's honestly, like, I'm, I'm anyway. stoked that you got it, dude, because like, it is. 
gonna be like it's gonna be a game changer for you no pun right. intended like it's, it's i love legend of zelda again and i didn't want the yeah. nintendo wii i didn't want the wii yeah. u no i've wanted the switch for a while but now it's well you're like, as passionate you know, a gamer okay. as i am and i know that like the wii wouldn't be your style of gaming whereas the switch is more of a conventional gaming style but it's in done in such a cool way where you can just switch between conventionally and, like, do it yeah, you can, like, put it in docked, or you can just pick it up and fucking walk away with it. And it's, like, I think that is literally the coolest thing ever. Just being able to walk up to your TV, plunk it down, and then walk oh, back over to you, and then walk back over, like, grab your controller, walk back over to the couch and sit down, and it's already on your TV, displayed fully where you were in the game. You're good. No loading, no nothing. It's just a visual attachment and an audio attachment, just instantly. Like plugging it into a USB. Yeah, it's it's or awesome. HDMI or some shit. I know, it's or... fantastic. And, and like it's yeah, that's really cool, man. Like and and you're gonna like have a, a hell of a good time with it. Like we were saying, hopefully it's all durable and shit. That's why I got the case for it because I would yeah. hate to drop it if I, or especially rage on it and then fucking mm. rip both the Joy Cons off. It is. I can very see me smart. doing that. So the, it's not buying very, like Dark Souls or anything. It's really really smart to. Uh, it's really really smart to get a case for anything. Obviously, if you're gonna be carrying it around anywhere or anything like that, mainly for the case of for the. Hat, no pun intended again but yeah. for the case of keeping debris out of the joysticks and stuff like that and everything oh, else yeah. right you definitely want but to like, keep it clean that's what i mean so like, like so putting but... it in that before you put it in your backpack and carry it around or whatever that's a good i'm more idea. saying breaking stuff like but, that but with the, the breaking the cool thing it. about the switch um is i watched a bunch of videos about it and one of the reasons why I, like my son's got a switch now and i love yep. the switch because nintendo makes their consoles durable as fuck like they right. don't like their they don't like their shit breaking, right? Like they don't have they don't want to have to do repairs, they don't want to have to do replacements, so they just make it durable because they know it's going to be played with by kids. So speaking like... of broken <laughs> and replaced controllers and stuff like that and stoners. Oh, jeez. You... Yes, yes. Did you fucking see? All right, so Fuck if you this guys shit, I'm fucking out of here. So if you guys haven't seen Snoop Dogg fucking rage the fuck out Oh I feel Twitch for the stream. dude. I feel for the dude too because I have raged like that before too. Like just you get like I don't play football games or sports games, but I know that feeling that he had in that moment where he was just like fuck this shit I'm out. Mm-hmm. He was live streaming. He was like 15 minutes into a Madden game. Yeah, 10, 10 15 minutes, yeah. Shit was not going his way. He starts swearing, yelling shit. He oh, yeah. I don't know if he broke his controller or if he was just slamming it on a desk. And I think he, he just, just put it down. I think he just kind of like slammed it down, like put it down on the desk. I don't he know. He did it a he couple times. He did it a yeah. couple times. So. Yeah. But then he then he exited the game. He did the he, but he didn't quit the stream for seven hours. Stayed on stream for seven hours. Went in the other room, smoked weed, and listened, listened to, to music. music. And you could just hear like kind of hear it through the wall, like saw like you know when you're like kind of like when when you do the crossfade effect on a song. So it's like doom doom. And it's like, you know, it's fucking fantastic, man. Like, and it's like, you could just basically hear him listening to music in the other room and he was smoking weed and just chilling out. And then eventually he came back in and he looked over and was like, oh shit. And he realized what he did and he shut it off. Right. But that stream, I think got more views than like any of his other streams ever. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Just based on the fact that like news spread around super, super quick that Snoop raged. Somebody clipped it, obviously. Snoop raged. And then he, he just had a stream running for seven hours. Like, what? Why are and we they were here? like, and they were like, and they were like, yeah. So they were just in his stream for seven fucking hours. That's wild, man. I think, and honestly, I feel for him. Like, I don't, I don't blame the guy. I don't look anywhere. Like, dude, it's what? What is this? What is it you always say about SNWOP? Snoop Doggy Dog. 
Yeah, what you always say about oh, him? Oh, fucking, yeah. Snoop Dogg is always... Snoop Dogg has already completed life. Like, he's already beaten the level, beaten the game, everything like that. At this point, Snoop Dogg is just doing side missions, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Wants yeah. a TV show? Does it. He wants to host it? Does it. He wants to release a new album? Does it. He wants to live stream video games? Does it. Wants to sit front row at the fucking games? Does it. Doesn't he matter. Can, Snoop Dogg can do whatever. He can do WWE, whatever he wants. He can yeah. join and body slam whoever the fuck he wants. So he can do whatever the, he can do whatever the hell he wants to, and uh, like honestly, like you know, it's one of those things where, um, like, I don't like I said, I don't blame the guy. I don't look down on him at all for doing it or quitting. I think it's kind of funny that he forgot to qu- close it out, and it's great because he got more publicity for it and all the better oh, for it. Because yeah. that man getting all the attention he deserves. He like he deserves like respect. He deserves attention. He's smart. Like, you know, he's, he, he's respectful, hey, hey, at least he wasn't he's respectful doing anything. and he's a big advocate for weed, which puts him in my good books automatically. Okay, that's <laughs> not like it fucking caught him looking up something naughty. Oh yeah, he like wasn't doing some bash. Like, yeah, he didn't, he didn't he start slapping it or nothing. He just fucking left and went in the other room, like listening to some music and smoked some weed to chill out. And honestly, that's what I do when I rage at video games too. But I think it might be a good idea for us to slip into the news. Curtis, what do you think? Getting into that section where we talk about some things? I would agree to that, but before we hit that, let's launch a quick advertisement, shall we? Do you like fashionable and unique clothing? Do you like things that shine super bright when exposed to light? Do you like discounts? Do you like advertisements that ask, do you like, over and over, knowing there is no direct way for you to answer back? If you answered yes to all of these questions, or even just the first three, check out LumenSpot.com for some lit clothing and accessories, and use the code GOODBUDSPODCAST at the checkout for 50% off and free shipping. Thank you, Lumen Spot, for sponsoring us, and thank all of you for listening. Check it out today with the link below in the description. Fantastic, fantastic. Love you, Lumen Spot. Oh, Lumen Spot's such a great brand. As Shank was saying right before the ad, it is time for us to get into some weed news worldwide. For today's first story, I am going to be talking about a very, very sticky situation. Um, and I mean that both literally and figuratively uh because oh there's yeah there's a place in nova or not nova scotia there's a place in canada called saskatoon you should say that <laughs> word it's a fun word to say saskatoon just no, no, no say it without the h just say it saskatoon it's like just normally oh, saskatoon it's a fun saskatoon. fucking word to say is that not a fun word to say but Saskatoon's a pretty cool place too. Like I like I admit, not the most exciting province, but whatever. Like you don't need to be exciting to be fun. I'm not exciting. I'm just joking. I'm fucking super exciting, but I'm not fun. Um, but um, anyway, what ended up happening in Saskatoon is police ended up doing a bust. Like some Saskatoon Saskatoon police's drug bust included fifty five jars of cannabis infused honey. Honey. Fifty five jars of cannabis infused honey. I'm assuming like big old mason jars well not like huge but big mason jars like, like jars I, I assume about, about the size of a cheese wheel but you know but no they were yeah they're they're they, they're like regular sized mason jars I just know that there's 55 of them um but uh, there I think I'm gonna check double check here let me in the article bear with me if there is a picture but the fun fact while I'm double checking is also they had some shrooms there as well. Ooh. Yeah, they also had shrooms. So basically, I can't, I can't see if there. I don't see. I don't see a picture there, but I will have a link below in the description. Uh, it's to to the growth op. There's a link below in the description. You can check it out yourself and see more about it. But the gist of it is, a 23 year old dude 
is facing 19 drug and weapon charges after there was an early morning bust by the Saskatoon Police Service, the SPS. They got a badass fucking acronym. SPS. The SPS. Let us in. But basically, yeah, yeah. So, um... They found various cannabis-related products and evidence of shrooms being made. So they were not only had shrooms there, but they were growing shrooms, which is lit. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's apparently not very hard. Look it up online, people, if you want to. Uh, don't tell them I sent you. Um, but uh, essentially, cops kind of were checking it out, and they, they, they call it observing activity consistent with drug trafficking. We like to call it being... <coughs> fucking some people being fucking sketchy as fuck in drawing heat you know like right. some people drawing some heat and being sketchy basically led the cops to these people and uh, the drug and tactical support units were like we're going in and they went in they had an apartment they had a warrant for an apartment went in there they found all kinds of cannabis products like this is funny too because they list in the article that they found various forms of cannabis products cannabis psilocybin or psilocybin? Yeah, yeah. Psilocybin, cash, and evidence of psilocybin products. Um, so, one of the various forms, it says specifically, there was a 50, 55 jars of cannabis-infused honey topped the list, which included three bottles of CBD oil. Oh, pff. I don't even know why they would list that. And about 200 CBD capsules. Again, it's, yeah, CBD is marijuana light. It's I don't really yeah, care about that. Diet. Diet weed. Diet weed. Anybody can... That's fine. Um, but, uh, like... But um, there was... Tw- oh, 12 packages of edibles. 714 grams of weed. Now, they probably should have led with that, because that's a good clump of weed. 112 grams of THC concentrate already packaged for distribution. That is a fuck ton of concentrate. Um, 3.5 grams of CBD isolate. Again, blah. CBD, whatever. 7 grams of psilocybin and uh, 6 grams of butane hash oil as well as one insulated grow tent with shrooms being produced. And they had like $925 in cash. (laughs) (laughs) No lawnmowers. Yeah, no lawnmowers. No fucking lawnmowers. So, um, but basically, yeah, the search warrant got executed. Um, They went in there, found a 23-year-old dude, 19-year-old woman. um, And uh, there was a 57-year-old man who got arrested at a second location. So apparently... The uh, those two probably ratted out the third guy, and the cops were like, "Let's get them all in the same day, yeah." Exactly. And they 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 got that arrest boner going, um, and and but uh, the first dude faced uh, faced nineteen firearm related charges as well because there were some guns involved. If you want to know more information, Ooh. though, like I said, yeah, it's I'll leave you wanting more on that. It, there was no violence involved in the arrests, so though. Nobody was hurt. No, it was non-violent. It was they were being right. peaceful. I mean, they had guns, which is dumb. Right. But, you know, if they could get Either a legal way, license to sell, I'm sure they would have a security guard who would have a gun, so they didn't have to, right? right? But, but either so, way, yeah, they, either still way. Got, they still got enforced by the police that, you know, they they're not allowed to do that. No, you can't do that. You can't do it. Can't and like do... I said, if you're going to do something illegal, don't do more than one illegal thing at a time. I can't tell you how many times I fucking say that. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. What would be more stupid than smoking weed in front of a police officer, Shank? Nothing. Um... But that leads Smoke. me into my next. I don't know. It leads me into my next news story. Well, it depends on where you're at. <laughs> That's from volunteer... here. Wouldn't be an issue. Exactly, and also neither in Kansas City, Missouri, where volunteers smoked weed and police officers tried to determine impairment in training session. Oh so, my god, that sounds awesome. This uh, story comes to us from KSHB.com or Kansas City News 41. Um, yep. 
So on Monday, uh, March 1st, the police officers from across Kansas City took to, classroom, took to the classroom with a bunch of volunteers who had just smoked marijuana. The officers were hoping how to tell if the volunteers were not only high, but also impaired. So they were trying to determine an actual distinction between whether or not they were just they recently smoked weed or if they smoked weed and it's really messing with them. Oh, absolutely. And there is a distinction. Absolutely. Like anybody who's a seasoned stoner like us knows that like you can literally have a sip of beer and it's nothing. You yeah. can drink a whole beer and you are considered impaired. Yeah. And and if and if you're if you're stoned, I find at least in my friends group, thankfully so far, um in my friends group that if you're too stoned to drive, you're like I'm going to fucking wait it out. Right. And you just kind of wait. And that's what I recommend no. to all of you out there listening. If you're high and you're thinking about driving, but you're like, oh, I'm not sure. Exactly. If you have any lack of confidence at all, don't get right. in your car, man. Just chill out for a bit. So anyway, Love the <laughs> whole experience was really sponsored by actually medical marijuana and marijuana themed things, such as the Green Lab Medical Marijuana, which is nice. the training. Uh, it was hosted by I love Extract. that name. Damn it. I want to exactly. have... That's a band name right there. They stole it for business. <laughs> it was hosted by Extract ED LLC and included sponsors from Evolution Magazine. That's cool. Now, this included uh, police departments from Kansas City, Missouri, uh, Bowling Green, and Lathrop. All of these police departments essentially got together and they made it to the Stony Creek Conference Center for a day-long training. Stony Creek? But I'm pissed. But I'm so the group toured the From the Earth Dispensary's Independence location, where they learned about different cannabis strains and potency. They then headed to OXG LLC, which is a cultivation facility, where they got to see the different stages of marijuana, plant from sprout to harvest. Nice. And so the cops, the volunteers all got to see the entire process. They got to be in the drying, the cultivation, all this process. I would love to do process. that, man. And then finally... Uh, towards the end of it, set, and then meanwhile, seven certified Missouri medical marijuana patients gathered at an offsite location to prepare the officers for the next phase. Uh, trained extract ED staff took the volunteers' vitals and did some basic field sobriety tests. Then the volunteers got to light up and smoke legally purchased marijuana, but were told to smoke less than what they would usually do. Okay. So don't get baked out of their gourds. Exactly. Like, yeah. So, and then after that, uh, the officers administered standard field sobriety tests to determine if anyone would be considered impaired if they wanted to drive. So, from that determination is where they started going from there, doing basic sobriety tests and basic uh, analytics tests for if you've smoked marijuana or done some kind of drug or alcohol, whatever. See, I, I love to hear about this, too, because I remember a long time back, before we even had started the podcast, I heard about when marijuana was getting legalized in certain places, literally all police were getting was, like, a pamphlet and, like, a lecture. They got, like, an afternoon or, like, a one or two day, exactly. like, lecture thing, and, well, like, you're... they had a pamphlet, and that was it. Like, it's, like, they were basically, like, told, like thing. go out you... and use your judgment, and, like, some people other... were, like, if yeah. you smell like weed, you're impaired, and I'm arresting yeah. you. And other people were like, you yes. know, if you're field sobriety. And, <laughs> and the other thing is that, you know, THC affects the different body differently than alcohol, mm -hmm. so it's inaccurate to measure it with an impairment like a number, like yeah. 0.08 for a blood alcohol. Can't it doesn't work it. like that for no. way for THC. So yeah. the volunteers did the nine-step walk-and-turn test, one-legged stand, underwent the HGN test, uh, and then... 
the test is used to show if the person's eyes jerk when they move horizontally. Yeah. And apparently all but one volunteer were deemed safe to drive, but that wasn't the end of it. The volunteers went back to the offsite location where they smoked again with the idea that they may show signs of impairment during the second round of sobriety test. The more training we get and the more exposure we get and have a better relationship with the medical cannabis profession, I think the better we can work together to keep our roads safe, which was said by Officer Jordan in Franca with the KCPD DUI Enforcement Unit. Nice. And so, I like that. I really like it because it, it teaches officers like that, you know, like to like humanize the situation, right? Because that's what I think, like, I understand there's a lot of shit, there was a lot of shit going on with police and like, I understand, I'm not going to get into the politics of it, I'm not going to get super involved, but what I will say down flat in a baseline statement is that I think humans just need to be cool with each other. Like, we all need to, like, treat each other like we want to be treated, regardless of what you're doing. Like, if you're not hurting anybody, like, just don't hurt anyone. Treat people like you would want to be treated. Like, and if you're, unless you're a masochist Absolutely. or a sadist. But I'm pissed. But, I'm, but anyway. But, I mean, and then find a sadist. You can get an SNM if you want to. Do your shit. I don't even care. Like, find each other. Have fun. <laughs> but be nice about it. But right. <laughs> no, but that's great, man. Like, I'm glad the cops are doing that. And like, it's like, you know, a lot of like police officers are hard boiled and shit. They've been through some stuff. And so they have a hard time letting go of the old traditions and stuff and right. learning new things. But, uh, but the good thing about learning new things and studying new things is that you can make shit better. Right. And right. that leads directly into my next news story, which is about some, uh, former soldiers, veterans, um who have ptsd which is a super shitty fucking thing everybody in the world knows that everybody in the world knows it ptsd is shit but these dudes are awesome because what they're doing is they're working with uh, i believe they're working with a medical data company right now to explore how cannabis can combat psd or ptsd yeah so it's a they're called the battle brothers foundation um pretty friggin awesome um so they are essentially what it is is touted as the first observational study in the united states to discern to determine the efficiency of cannabis for veterans got approved like essentially that's the gist of it um there so there's a new observational study that's going to be the first of its kind in the united states um it's going to See whether or not using cannabis can ease post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms in a group of California veterans who have treatment-resistant PTSD. So we're talking about a group of veterans who they take normal therapy, they have to take medications, they, you know, they do all kinds of different things to attempt to help them get over this issue that they've been dealing with and these things that they, you know, it's hard to communicate and that nobody can really understand. And uh, they're finding out whether cannabis can help with this or not. And I know from firsthand experience that P- PTSD, c- cannabis does help. Like, it, right. it does. It, just, for, just from anecdotal experience, obviously this study hopefully will back up what I feel. And it, once just I see from the update, stress and the pain relief alone, it's I know, right? enough like, to help. And the, well and documented. The, yeah. So, absolutely. So, the, the Battle mean, Brothers... We we know here that it cure, doesn't cure. It doesn't make anything no, perfectly no. better. You but extra, it helps. You need, yeah, you need you obviously need other things. You can't use cannabis as a crutch, but you can use it to kind of like just lift you up oh. a little tiny bit when you need it. 
you know, don't like a little bit of a, not bump. a crutch, more of a cope. Yeah. More of a cope. Like, you know, and it helps you to kind of like find, find the things that'll actually help you build a foundation and, you know, like build yourself exactly. back up and you, and, and re be able to reach out to people, which is fantastic because the command, the, the reason why Curtis and I wanted to do this podcast because the cannabis community is an awesome community. Like there's a lot of love. There's a lot of like, you know, friendship and community and camaraderie. So it's like, we wanted to share our interest in cannabis with all of you buds who have an interest in cannabis. Exactly. But uh, but this these these dudes these veterans um, the, they're called the Battle Brothers Foundation. It's a nonprofit arm of the cannabis company Helmand Valley Growers Company. So it's a Helmand Valley Growers Company has a nonprofit thing called the Battle Brothers Foundation. Yep. And they're working with Israeli U.S. medical data research companies, uh, Niamatic, I believe is the name, and they got full approval to run their study. So over the next year, 60 California veterans with either moderate or severe PTSD will be enrolled to take part. There are notes, a statement from the foundation of Battle Brothers, um, which was founded by a disabled special ops, special ops vet. Um, special ops vet, um, and uh, it donates 100% of its profits to fund, the re to fund research on medical use of cannabis for veterans. So essentially... It's awesome. The the veterans are going to be taking this, they're going to be trying it, and hopefully it's going to help improve their lives because, like, it's just, it's something that really needs attention and everything else. I don't necessarily believe in war or violence or anything else, but I know that these men did what they did, and they did it for good reasons. They had good reasons at heart, and now they need help, and we should help and they them. they need to be treated. Can. Yeah, we need to help yeah. them in any way we can, you know, just be there for them. Like, you know, let the government, the government is letting these people finally do this study, and I hope the world watches absolutely and i hope it can go well for everyone and it's really nice to see a business you know have one of these charitable slash scientific slash philanthropy style it's a non-profit organization like, you don't want to make cash from this this isn't for us to make money it's, it's a not humanitarian for exactly yeah. it's a humanitarian it's segment of the business fuck yeah and that definitely helps with the once business. we get once we get big enough we'll do once we'll do something oh, yeah. like that we'll do buds for pots or something but that definitely helps with the business in terms of their uh, stocks, their shares, and everything like that. Absolutely, man. It does. Brings gonna, it's going to make their money go up big time. Absolutely. Which brings me into the final story that we have for today. So this story comes to us from uh, WW or Investors.com, I should say. I mean, mine was from the Growth Op as well, both of my stories this week. There will be links in the description. <laughs> Absolutely. And links will be in description for this story. But marijuana stocks surge as first southern state okays recreational use. Essentially, stonks. stonks. So, uh, Virginia lawmakers on Saturday approved legislation that would legalize recreational use of marijuana by 2024. <laughs> oh. So, uh, but the measure requires lawmakers in 2022 to enact a number of provisions on the, of the that bill, including regulatory. Exactly, but in 2022, they have to uh, take out some provisions that were already in the bill, including regulatory and market structure details such as licensing. But Governor Ralph Northam is, is expected is to sign the bill. Why is that going to take two years? <laughs> or one then, year, I guess. Oh, shit, it's 2021, isn't it? It's 2021. Also, you know... That's like next year. That's not bad. Next year is not bad. Getting still, it done by next year is cool. I know, but there's still like a pandemic going on and shit. No, so, that's true. Whatever. That's true. Kudos. Anyway, kudos. and they're making steps in the right direction. So fuck it. I don't so the point care. is, <laughs> the bill would allow for 21 and older to possess up to one ounce of marijuana, and home cultivation of up to four plants per household would be allowed. Uh, like you know, the usual uh, typical stuff with some taxation. But what this essentially means for the stocks, stonks, stonks. 
Oh, our good that... bud sub on Reddit. <laughs> Sorry, I had to shout it out. We said stonks and the whole Reddit fucking stocks and, thing. And I had right. I had to. So <laughs> Uh, there's been an upswing on these stocks as more states legalize marijuana for medical and recreational use. British Columbia-based company Tilray rose about 4.9% to 25.52 on the stock market before. today. And well, Tilray is a really nice brand, and I think you've smoked a little bit of them. Yeah, uh, and we've also talked about them on the news. Yeah, we talked time. about them. And yeah. it's also a nice thing, cause I'll, which I'll explain in a little bit while, mm. why you've heard of them. Uh, the stock is well off of its high that it hit of 67, and it hit that uh, February 10th. Mm -hmm. But uh, Tilray develops and supplies cannabis medicine, drugs, and oil products in 16 countries. has an RS rating of 96 out of a possible 99, which isn't exactly the greatest. Um, but among other Canadian marijuana stocks, canopy growth jumped 6%. Aurora jumped 4.9%, and Ethereum surged 5.2. Surged. I love hearing surged. Like, they talk, like, it really makes stocks exciting, eh? Like, it's like stocks are boring as shit. They're a bunch of fucking numbers with abbreviated letters that don't even make sense. It's like Google is, like, QNRC yes, or yes. some shit like that. Absolutely. And, it's like, and then it's got, like, a no. bunch of numbers. Don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> but when they say surge, I like that. <laughs> but the stocks are also about to have a special increase in because of a merger between Tilray and Aferia that is coming up, which oh, CEOs are pretty optimistic about. Now, this portion of the news comes from The Motley Fool, or TheFool.com. Again, links are down below. It's and not I, a satire site. It's not a satire site. I did <laughs> have to double-check that. I'm he like, checked is this it. Like I a, checked it. We, is this we like a The Onion that. type of sun? No, no, it's, it's legit. It's just got a really silly name, but it's legit. But now these companies are expecting for full legalization, especially with a mostly democratic uh u.s government right now yeah but Aferia and tilray yeah. are feeling optimistic as their merger is about to go through not so distant future coming around but hopefully that'll bring a good boost into their stocks as well again the full story is up here on full.com but what does this mean for us as in all of us stoners eh, i'm not entirely sure there. what does this mean for me pretty good because that's the other reason you've probably heard of it shank because on cash app i was able to get stocks stonks stonks in tilray and a, uh aurora cannabis that is so absolutely magnificent i bought tilray while it was on a downswing and it's yeah. still been on a downswing from what i bought it from but hopefully after this merger and Hold there was some, and there was some issue with a ceo transfer and shit like that so hopefully all that resigns and that tilray just jumps right the well, fuck up there and aurora changing trends, like changing over the ceo often results in a spike in stock prices so that's good aurora has also been you know with a bunch of layoffs and stuff like that so hopefully yeah. that doesn't lead to anything bad but no it artificially it artificially pumps up the stocks so that they can basically bring it up to that exactly. through but, legitimate means but i'm not a full you know financial expert oh, or anything yeah. like that and i think we might have somebody who is coming on later but before we get to any of that I think we have to run a quick advertisement. Yeah, absolutely. Get into that right now. Hey buds, you really want to show off your love of marijuana or just really shine at your next smoke session? You really want to go to myhighshop.com for some of the coolest cannabis clothing and accessories. They have shirts, sweats, jewelry, grinders, and even pipes made out of amethyst crystals. 
You can check them out using the link below and let them know I sent you by using code GoodBudsCurtis at checkout. You can save 35% off your entire order and free shipping. Again, that's code GoodBudsCurtis at checkout. Thank you to MyHighShop.com and let's get back to the show. God damn, I love my high shop. Freaking awesome stuff, man. Yeah, right, and it's comfy too. Like it's both so of them cool. are comfy, but it's so oh, comfy. So cool. But you know, so is this chair. Everything's fucking great. Damn, yeah. fuck. Shank, yeah. how are you feeling? Man, honestly, I feel magnificent. This strain, um, I was really, really nervous that it was going to be like a drowsy indica that I was going to be like, because you were saying all those things earlier with the nap time and the bedtime and the helpful for insomnia and the sleepy sleeps and everything else. And I was like, oh, sounds like you're going Bill Cosby on yeah. me. The big button and put the things in the drinks on my bad man. But uh, <laughs> basically, um, <laughs> anyway, so, um, <laughs> fucking, it's fantastic, dude. Like, I have a lot of energy. Um, I am happy, uh, very, like, uplifted. I feel loving. Like, I have, like, that kind of, like, outgoing positive vibes kind of mood thing going on. Like, it's like that good vibes, uh, like, good vibes live here, man. Um, I love this strain. Anybody out there, get your hands on some Dartmouth Kush if you can, if you're in Canada. And you, Curtis, I can't wait until you're here. I can share some of these strains with you, man. Oh, yeah. This one's a good one. I really almost, enjoy it. It's fantastic. I would love to smoke some It's almost an emotional strain, you know? Like, it makes me kind of feel something, and I fucking love that. But oh, yeah. <laughs> how's your strain treating you, brother? How are you, how are you feeling? Dude, my, tra- my, my strain is... It, um, it's pretty... Yes, good... Um, so it's seeing any pictures nice and um, uh, strange. <sighs> Do you mind that camera watching you? What? Oh, what never mind. Fuck? No, it's all good. It's all good. Nothing. You're a good, man. I uh, know. So, yeah, I you're know, feeling this, little... I'm yeah. feeling pretty good. Like, uh, no, I'm all relaxed and stuff. Like, I'm I'm fighting the power, taking a shower and all that good shit. Um... 100% melting, <laughs> melting into your chair like a puddle of awesome. You remember that old commercial where it was like, Janie used to be cool. She used to go out with her friends and do now stuff she, on the weekend. Now, now she, now just, she lays just lays there. there. And it's like, it's like, oh no, I think we didn't have contact high. And now, now I'm weird too. <laughs> family guy. Family guy. Fuck yeah, I love that skit. Um, but uh, yeah, man, no, I'm yeah. feeling great. I'm glad that you're like feeling nice and relaxed and good and everything. I think it would be a great time for us to lead into the next segment of the show, as you know. I 100% agree to that. Let us get into the interview. interview. Hey there, buds. We are now in the interview segment, and we are going to be talking with the wonderful and intelligent Nick Proton today. He's got a lot of experience in the Bitcoin and blockchain industry, as well as, uh, you know, just a lot of interesting, fun topics to talk about. We're going to have a great time with this guy today. It's really great to have you here. How, How are you doing? doing? Oh man, it's an absolute pleasure to be with you guys, uh, Curtis Shank. Thanks for ha- thanks for having me on the show. Of course, of course. Always glad to have uh, new and interesting people who can spread the knowledge of our audience. You know, yeah, and help help me, especially learn stuff. <laughs> especially with cryptocurrency becoming a very popular thing. But before we get into that, we have one question we always like to ask first. Mm-hmm. Nick, do you smoke marijuana? Uh, in my youth, in my in my uh, in my formative years um a previous user yeah a previous user and definitely i'm definitely a big supporter in cannabis um medicinally recreationally 
Um, you know, I, I think, you know, always be responsible. Um, I'm a big fan of CBD personally. It helps me keep my stress levels and cortisol down. Um, nice. so not anymore, but I'm still an advocate. No, that's Absolutely. awesome. We, we always nice. say pretty much the same thing, everything in moderation and, you know, like it's do it, do what you want to do as long as you're happy doing it. Right. And you never have to smoke to be a bud. That's right. You never have to, <laughs> or smoke you, to be a bud. <laughs> but, uh, me and Shank, you know, uh, we're, we're kind of different on that aspect. So, uh, Shank. I got a bong packed right here. Yeah, just one moment. I got a bong packed here too. I'm gonna hit this real quick. Uh, Nick, if you yeah. wanted to take a drink of water or uh, have take a drop of CBD or whatever you want to do, man, you can. Just... Oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna enjoy this. Okay, all right. Flash, flash. All right, boys, let's blaze it. Oh. oh my goodness. Ooh. That is some tasty, tasty stuff. I love that. Oh, that Perry OG is fucking nice. I know, man, right? I'm smoking Dartmouth Kush. It's in Nova Scotia grown. Mm -hmm. Love nice, it. Nice. So, yes, right. wonderful, man. So, like, like I was saying, Nick, thanks very much for being here. We really appreciate you, man, coming on the show. Um, <coughs> like, <coughs> so you're located in Canada as well. Am I correct? Yeah, I'm, I, I work and live in British Columbia, Canada, in a city called Kelowna. Uh, beautiful wine country, boating, it basically you got the best of all worlds there, truly. And you're you're only a couple hours from Vancouver as well. So if you're really craving the city life, you can you can hit it up. Some of the best um, weed in the world going there too. Absolutely, <laughs> um, it's notorious that BC bud. But mm -hmm. uh, I, the project I work for is an international project. Um, you know, we operate all over the world and uh, are active in over a hundred different countries. Actually, oh, that's awesome. That's, yeah. that's, oh, good. That's that's wicked, man. That's huge. Global. Yeah, it's Global. been a, it's been it's been quite the quite the journey. Uh, you know, blockchain cryptocurrencies are really relevant in the media right now, and everybody's watching. You know, Bitcoin go to the moon and be like, oh man, maybe I should get in get in on the action here. So, you know, I as glad a Reddit you guys brought me on the show. As a Reddit mm -hmm. user, every time I hear the phrase "to the moon," I just I just I like I just think about stonks, man. I love it. Uh, st I love stonks, it. yeah, stonks. No. Kind of makes my eyes roll into my head just a little but bit. Hey, like, but hey, you know, it's getting. It, but the good thing is, is that for every ten people that are like that are like herder stonks, like slapping their keyboards, like you know, one of those people will probably actually read a little bit into finances and stuff like that, and how online investing and everything works, and they yeah. might learn something from it. So it's like it's bringing it to the media's attention, right? Which is absolutely. I, I mean, suppose, it, helpful. The, the path the, the path of learning is is different for everybody, which is why even though at times it, it it's a it can seem a little um you know childish with all the memes um you know it, it is ultimately a good thing because it's getting people to think about their finances. A very similar experience absolutely. for how I learned about a finance for my for my life in general um you know quickly quickly summing it up what we're witnessing right now um you know probably really kicking off in 2017 and even though we went through a bear market still active today um the, the rise of cryptocurrencies bitcoin blockchain assets is the biggest wealth generation event of our lifetimes you know when we are all old and gray um and you know we're we're past uh you know zoomers and you know, all of that, you know, um, we will, un it's unlikely we will ever see events like this happen again in our lifetimes. The amount of wealth and prosperity that uh, cryptocurrencies are bringing to the world is absolutely profound. So uh, I think if you don't have a strategy for, for building your wealth with these assets, you should definitely start looking into it. And, and Bitcoin is usually the starting point for a lot of people. And we provide a uh, 
what we do is we we actually take an old medium. We take gold and silver, which um, are known as safe haven assets, meaning that people have flocked to this during times of financial yeah. crisis. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, I, I actually know people who have gold buried places. Like, and exactly. I'm like, and I'm like, it's like, and I mean, legitimately, I don't know where the gold's buried, obviously, because you I haven't still, found their map yet. Because because <laughs> right. I if I if do I, I don't have a, I don't I don't have a hook for a hand. I don't have a peg leg. I haven't found the right. Right. Your yeah. career as a pirate didn't really get pick up the way. Didn't you pan out, but a podcast host, it's going great so far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what we do is we take we take gold and silver and we tokenize it. We put it on a blockchain and put it out to the world. And this uh, is great for a number of reasons. Uh, Bitcoin, everybody loves it because it goes to the moon. Uh, you know, huge price spikes, a huge appreciation. But as a business owner or somebody who's trying to preserve their wealth, it's really really volatile, right? It could go up, down twenty percent, thirty percent, forty percent, hundred percent in a day, in a minute. Right versus gold and silver, which are way, way, way more stable, um, and and so it provides a a, uh, a level of consistency, and it also protects your money um, because I don't know how educated you guys are, but um, regular money Meh. like Canadian dollar bills, USD. <laughs> I read suck. a lot, but it's useless stuff all the time. <laughs> our money, our money sucks. It's backed by debt. Right. Um, right. And, and I always say money is money is an imaginary concept, right? Like our government and the world just kind of goes, yeah, I guess. Well, people need <laughs> people need, you know, the problem with the barter system is it, like it doesn't always work. We don't mm-hmm. always have mutual things like, you know, you have bricks and I have fish and I don't want either of those things. Right. So how Take do we reach my bricks. I want a plasma screen TV. <laughs> but if I have bricks and you have fish, I can use my bricks to get your fish in creative ways. And that, right, my so- friend, is capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's true um but they, but, but no, that's, wait, that's why this that's universal... colonialism never mind ignore that audience that's not good okay, but go. it's not what we're about here no, that's not um, what we're about. but yeah you know basically um there was a need for a universal third good and that third good is now conceptually what we know as money right and, and the internet's and not going we... away no it's not it's only it's only getting bigger we're only going deeper into the matrix right um, exactly yeah and if I can just close the loop on this thought real quick, basically nope. because your money is only backed by debt and there's unlimited amounts that can be printed by central governments, uh, your money goes down in value yearly. This is inflation, right? This is why when you were a kid and you went to your local bodega, you picked up a can of pop for 95 cents as a kid, and now it's like two bucks for the same can of pop. You know, there are other factors that play into it, cost of goods rise, et cetera, et cetera. But inflation is a huge, huge, huge player in this. But we don't notice that. Because it's like a, it's like the boiling frog metaphor, you know, like the frog's just vibing yeah. in a pot of water and the temperature's yeah. going up and so he doesn't recognize it. It's like, it's like that. But year over year, every time you have a dollar bill sitting in a bank account, it is depreciating. It is losing value. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as, as a millennial especially, you know, uh, I don't have a ton of faith in our institutions, <laughs> even if they are well-intended. I think uh, I, I think we can all Correct. we can all pretty much unanimously yeah. agree with that, on right? that like, on that point. You know, it, it always feels like you're having to choose between the lesser of evils. There's no real good guy, which seems ridiculous, right? Um, yeah, and you don't want to go I, into isolationism where you're the only good guy. You know, like because right? some people do that. I find that's the direction that some people in society seem to be going. Is that when they can't see the good guys in the government or the people representing them, they kind of go into isolationism where they believe they're the only good guy. Or people that only think the way they think are the good guys, and that's it. It's like yeah. team mentality, but it's like you or know, yeah. people need to know that they're. It's yeah. like what Mister Rogers said, I think. You know, like look for the good people. Yeah. You know, look for yeah. the helpers. You know, look for the helpers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris. You want, it looks like you want to get a word oh. in there. Oh yeah, I also said uh, 
There's also the people who just shove all their money into their mattress like me, which is why I have lumbar problems. <laughs> Continue on. <laughs> yes, yeah. Right, yeah, carry on. Yeah, so it, you, stuffing your money in your bed is the leading cause of back at pain. And, um, <laughs> you know, you're, you're vulnerable. Um, and this is where the idea of something like a blockchain um, can really uh, change things. Um, and when you take a blockchain, which is a distributed ledger, right? It's a, it's a way of uh, creating an account and a record of some of transaction that occurred. And it uses computers rather than an institution like a bank to verify that this, this, this value has been transferred, right? These consensus algorithms is, is what they're commonly known by. Um, right. You can create better, uh, more transparent money. Um, that doesn't require you to uh, put it in a mattress or in an institution. Um, the, the, the mattress is probably a little bit better, but again, um, because of how traditional money works, um, your, your dollar bills and your mattress are still, you know, worth 10, 20 cents less every year. I played Fallout um, 4, man. I know that that old world money doesn't sell for a whole lot. No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> ergo, gold and silver, right? Like um, most of the world's currencies at one point in time were on a gold standard. Uh, and and we literally just traded gold and silver coins throughout much of the world's history, right? So Now I want to see um, Mad Max Pirate movie. Sorry to go on a little bit of a tangent there, but like gold no, is the way it's going like... to go. So like in the, the, like the world currency, the world economy goes bankrupt. Everything is like glass, you know, like Mad Max style thing. Bunch of pirates going around digging up old gold because it's still got value. I hear they approve anything at Netflix, so we should probably get on that. As long oh, as I get a producer I'm credit, I'm in. I'm on it. I, I'll, I'll hook you up, man. Executive writer, even. You don't even need to write anything. Done. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, you know, it's uh, versus gold and silver. And and here's an interesting tidbit. There is an argument to be made that the only reason the gold, that the U.S. migrated and ergo the rest of the world by proxy away from that gold standard is because they wanted to fund the Vietnam War. Right? Could make sense. Could possibly, yeah, that makes sense. It makes at the time. I mean, the shift at the time shift when it happened, when they did that silver yeah. to gold standard kind of thing, and they're like, oh, well, right. you know, the time well, is and, very and, coincidental, if not. And as a result, um, what ended up happening is basically you watch the middle class basically erode because wages started stagnating. They started printing more money. The value of the dollar went down. So you know those guys that always get up on the news and they're like, Oh, back in my day, I worked $6. Well, if you adjust like I got paid $6 an hour. Well, if you adjusted for inflation, you'd be making 24 bucks an hour for working at a burger stand. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> right. Like, right? Yeah. So, well, so I, yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw on Reddit there actually on that point, I saw on Reddit recently that inflation is outgrowing. Like it's like a, the cost of inflation um, is essentially outgrowing minimum wage at growth. And uh, like, like other costs like essentially are growing essentially cost of living basically cost of living is like is like is like staying down here well it's like mm, inflation yeah, just no, keeps going up it's not pretty right and that's why bitcoin hey, that after that 2008 financial crash that's why bitcoin really came to the forefront and the the um the not ominous um notorious uh satoshi nakamoto uh, you know, put put the Bitcoin uh, Genesis block into existence, and you know, away we go. Now that's um, now oh, now yeah. just just based on my like tangential knowledge, it's speculated that that's actually a group of individuals, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, not a single yeah. person. It's like actually a group of individuals who worked together to. Like, I mean, that, or, a, that, or it's like a pseudonym or whatever. I'm a big. I'm a, I, I, well, it's 100% a pseudonym, but yeah. I'm a big believer that, um, that it probably was a group. No man is an Island is the same. Yeah. Like 
you know, uh, well, I mean, were precursors yeah. in terms of distributed ledger technology, right? And, so. and distributing the way that the way that the like confirmation packets or whatever work, like you probably would need to have other people kind of in on it to help spread that initial push, right? To get it to be a relevant thing. Absolutely. Do you know? You the can't Bitcoin just go on pizza? 4chan and be like smack, 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 smack. And it... Do you know the Bitcoin pizza story? Um, I. I've heard about it, but I want you to tell it because I want to hear it from someone who's like really into Bitcoin because I'm just, like I said, tangentially into it. So I want to hear it from yeah. someone who's like into it and I want our audience to hear it from you. Okay. <laughs> a long time ago, <laughs> yes. everything changed, everything changed when the fire nation attacked. Um, no, I'm, I, the avatar, I, the avatar, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. Yeah. The avatar. It was essentially what happened was a a pizza a purchase of a pizza was the first time Bitcoin was used for the sale of a real real world item. That was the first time, and uh, it's hilarious because you look at the numbers now; it's hovering around fifty thousand dollars a Bitcoin. This gentleman, I think he got maybe actually. Actually, I did research just before this. The current price of a Bitcoin is. $60,324.96 $60,324.96 Canadian or $47,785.70 USD. Exactly. It's the current Nailed exact it. price. Like as a right. <laughs> and this guy got like, I think 40,000 or something like that. Don't quote me on the number there, but in the tens of thousands of Bitcoins is what yeah. he received for that. Like wow. if only, if only it had a crystal ball. Right. That's right. But as I recall, the guy, the guy was asked fairly recently. I don't know whether it was probably within the last couple of years, whether he regrets that or not. And I think he was quoted as saying that while he kind of cringes when he thinks about how much money he could have made with it, he's happy he did it still because it opened the floodgates, you know, like it kind of kicked things off. No, absolutely. He also (laughs) took his some wins, right? Like, oh, yeah. You know, it's like everybody's moon is different, right? As long as he created some prosperity for his life, that's a win. Now, speaking on other stories of Bitcoins being used in transactions, um, specifically, have you heard of the uh, StarCraft II tournament in which Bitcoin was a prize? I'm not, but that, you know, e- esports and Bitcoins, it's, they just this was back like they in, go hand in hand. This was back in 2011. <laughs> back in 2011, it was for last place, the last four places specifically. It was... So first place for, prize was money. First place prize got five hundred dollars cash. Second place prize got uh, here. Let me pull up the picture real quick. Yeah, I got yeah. it right here. Like this is insane. Uh, second telling. place was two hundred and fifty dollars. Third place one hundred and fifty dollars. Fourth place one hundred, and then fifth through eighth place got twenty five bitcoins each, which at the time were worth one dollar. Yeah, I mean, like, but if oh. they held on to that. <laughs> 25 bitcoins we're not talking bits we're not talking 25 bits we're talking 25 bitcoins you know my my stepfather a similar story my stepfather uh growing up you know he bought some bitcoins as a christmas present for my brother and uh you know we looked at the time the user experience for for cryptocurrencies was like running into a brick wall it was awful like you know it wasn't like you needed to be like a smack smack hacker man to understand technology in order to to send and spend right and so like you're like okay we're not doing this right we're, we're kids yeah. we, do, we don't care right yeah. and and you know hindsight 2020 see it sucks that funny. you didn't just be like instead of going the route of just forget about it like ah if i can forget about it whatever just put it on the shelf there forget about it for now you know and just right? you're just like find it 30 years find it 20 years later <gasps> right oh god that's the treasure map the case from pulp fiction just like opens you open up some like thing in your attic there and it's just glowing (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I imagine there's some guy in a dumpster somewhere combing the trash pile for that hard drive that he threw away mistakenly. In fact, that I was reading that article earlier today because obviously when we knew we were having you on as a guest, I was just kind of on a Bitcoin slash blockchain slash Dogecoin, which is my personal favorite um, route, you know. Um, okay, so let's I, let's unpack that. Why <laughs> why do you like uh, like I I love it's for the memes, memes man. I I honestly for the memes. I don't even invest in it myself personally. The only thing I invest in like is uh, like I I have some like high interest savings accounts. I have a few like a few like small like I'm yeah. going to be investing in some cannabis companies in the near future. But I'm kind of waiting for the market to stabilize a little bit with some big mergers coming. Um, <laughs> so like. Uh, but um, but I was on like a like but Dogecoin man, I just think it's hilarious. I think that I hilarious. think it's funny that Reddit because Reddit and 4chan and stuff like that it fascinates me how they sometimes someone on there will be like, hey guys, we can do this, and some other people just it resonates with them in a specific way that puts them on this crusade, and they're like, and one dude was like, hey, they've got Bitcoin and they've got like other like I don't know insert other bit like blockchain type ethereum and you know other cryptocurrencies stuff like and, that and then and then they're like why don't we make a reddit one and so they're like dogecoin is the best name we could give it i'm like are you serious and they're like yep yeah. and we're like okay well, <laughs> the whole coin was made as a meme to begin with absolutely 100 as a joke and the and but so was attacking robin hood is- uh, start, I mean, it started. I don't, as I don't think. I don't think that was a joke at all. I no, it, no, it wasn't, no, it's that, not a joke. It completely... wasn't a joke. The fact that it was a joke doesn't mean it wasn't a meme. <laughs> it's true. It was. They they memed the heck out of it for sure. Oh, they took for it, sure. They, they took. Uh, I don't even know how to describe this, but you know, they used the power of of uh, the open market. Well, what was Robin Hood's uh, mission statement? Let let the people buy or something like that, or let the people sell or let the people trade or something. I think it's it something was... like that. But boy, yeah. did they eat their own words. Oh, um, they <laughs> they ate their own words so bad. But so... I, I wanted, I do want to close the loop here on. Oh, on, yeah, on absolutely. Um, for anybody inter- out there interested in investing in Dogecoin, please, for the love of God, be careful. So we were talking I about know. that unlimited supply thing. Yeah. And um, a lot of people ran into the market because they were like, yeah, let's pump, you know, like Elon yeah. Musk is buying Bitcoin. Let's pump Dogecoin, right? But yeah. Dogecoin has an unlimited supply. Yeah. It is algorithmically designed to do that. And so if unless you are a professional trader who knows what the fuck they're doing, you could get burned really badly. <laughs> And that, that could essentially and talk, talk be the exact the, same as normal yeah. currency where normal it'll just currency, inflate the yeah. same. The ultimate right? advice, I think the best advice here then would be if you're going to invest in Bitcoin or something, have a conversation with someone like Nick. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, call it, call your friend who won't shut up about yeah, it. Call your buddy probably, who knows more about it. Right? Yeah. Um, before you before you throw your dollars on there and you know, I you know, full disclosure, not a financial advisor. Right. No, 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 just, no, just, advice. just like learn about it. Like, I mean, ultimately, I mean, research it. Like, I mean, no, don't just like talk to your buddy and have him exactly. give you advice. Cause this is not financial advice. You'll punch now, you out if you lose money. I don't want anybody here. Right. If you take any of Nick's advice on this podcast today and it doesn't work out in your favor, I'm telling you right now, do not look him up. Don't I'm telling And if you do, I'll look okay. you up and I don't know what yes. I'll do because I'm really Absolutely. high, but okay. we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Absolutely. This is not financial advice at all. No, now, this no. is this financial is advice. So, Nick, uh, I've invested a little <laughs> bit in some Bitcoin and some Ethereum. Can you tell me where I should be placing it exactly? Um, <laughs> I'm well, kidding. I'm kidding. No, well, I, um, I do have some recommendations. Well, do you have any personal? Cool do you have any personal recommendations that you believe in? Just like that, your work that you think 
well for one opinion I, I think um i have plenty of opinions this is no, for no, our no, podcast no, 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 no. yeah opinions yeah. <laughs> all right there you go go ahead <laughs> opinions um yeah. yeah so basically one of the huge things that's going on right now is uh, decentralized finance basically creating liquidity pools uh and and you're getting a commission off of of per being a liquidity pool provider right so you put up your your assets and and people can use that for you know financial uh financing essentially uh one of the great projects that is you know backed uh you know by all the same people who invested in coinbase and and is invested in by coinbase itself is called blockfi you can earn uh six percent uh annually uh interest payments in the cryptocurrencies you have deposited with them so for doing nothing without having to trade just by having your your bitcoin in this account you are accumulating more and more bitcoin more and more ethereum more more usdc um so yeah, this is like and, gaining interest on a bank account but this is gaining interest on cryptocurrency on top of the normal fluctuations Yep, and at a much higher rate than what you'll find in a traditional dividend market. This is my personal favorite uh, mm -hmm. tool right now, outside, of course, of what we're doing over at the Load Project. We also have our own mobile wallet solution um, that gives people immediate access to digital gold and silver. And um, there's a huge push right now by the same Wall Street Bets group uh, to, to do uh, Wall Street Silver because uh, silver is historically really manipulated as well, and we want a return to honest money so we can actually provide access to precious metals at a fraction of what you'll pay at a local bullion dealer so you know those people you know that um that uh have that gold buried out back of their house um you know they likely paid a, a premium as much oh, as 50 sure percent higher 50 yeah. percent higher than the what the spot price is so oh, you i'm can, certain you can trade yeah. you know paper they didn't mine it themselves paper. so i'm pretty sure Right, so we can, and even uh, if they did, then the cost of mining itself was probably expensive. Like, right, you know. so the consumer pays a huge premium, but we can give it to you guys at a fraction of the cost, and it's a great way to dip your toes if you're perhaps familiar with traditional investing or gold and silver, but you know, kind of want to ease your way into the blockchain and Bitcoin. So, um, I'm obviously biased, right? So, right. <laughs> but but hey, that's but fine. We are that's everybody has bias, but as long as it's not a hurtful bias, you're fine, man. And of course, you always kind of plug your own stuff. We like to plug yes, our stuff yes. too, like our adver wonderful advertisers, MayaHighShop and LumenSpot.com. Links in the description below. That's right. Use our codes for discounts and free shipping. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah. But Nick, uh, another question that we had was uh, uh, the exact context of it. Um, yep. Jake, help me out. I'm high. Okay. So essentially, um, actually, I don't even know what question you were going to ask. Uh, but I was going to uh, touch on the um, when you were saying earlier about um, like the uh, the institution that's helping people grow it through interest and everything else. I, I always thought it was really fascinating with Bitcoin because when it first came out, I had a very not negative opinion, but more of a passive opinion about it because I felt like it was a Wild West style unregulated currency. Like I didn't know essentially the basic fundamentals of how yeah. it worked. And I still am not 100% sure, and there are probably some people in our audience that are unsure, and we'll get to that in like two seconds with a very special thing that I have planned, or that Curtis and I have uh, planned, and Nick, I think, yep. already knows about it. But but the question that I wanted to get to here is like, do do will we, as cryptocurrency pops up, because the with the current banking situations in the current world market and how, essentially, like you said, money is an agreed-upon kind of 
amount of concept, or concept yeah. based on collateral. And by the way, I love the words that you're using, the financial lingo, like lingo, like the liquid assets and the blah, blah, blah. I love it. Like, it's like, it's like, it's like, what was it? Liquidity pool. That was my favorite one. Liquidity pool saying that out loud. Like Curtis, did you try saying liquidity pool? No. Liquidity pool. <laughs> it's a friggin' awesome thing to say. But anyway, um, do, do you think that there are going to be more institutions popping up over time that emulate essentially banks and other loan institutions and other things like that in regards Writing, to Bitcoin? They're already there, man. They're, they're already coming in. Most major banks have a blockchain department and a lot of them are looking at creating their own blockchain assets for various reasons. Also, um, big players are already getting into the game they're already getting into the game right uh and it, the writing is on the wall uh you know most current most governments are going to put out a a um a currency of their own now it's just the it's like putting <laughs> lipstick on a pig like it's just the same it's the same crap using are bitcoins taxable um yes yeah when you sell and obviously i am not a uh, tax advisor please go see yeah just it's different state to state or country to country obviously we're yeah. like not even touch on that just the general question region. just i just yes. meant in general like in, like you know it's yeah. just it was like it's like it's one of those things where it's on the internet and so yeah, usually usually any investment income you're going to make it, it counts against you know your your taxable investment income Ta probably based on yeah yeah investment income is generally taxed differently at least it's here in canada it's taxed mm -hmm. differently. And I so when you, not when you buy, but when you sell, when you realize your gains, when you take your wins, that is likely when you are going to have to. It's like an income tax. Um, yeah. It, well, that's when it's basically, you're yeah. going to have to consider that income revenue. So this is the other thing for traders as well. Um, is that, you know, if you are buying and selling back and forth frequently, this is considered taking wins, even if you're trading back and forth between two currencies. So, um, you know, be smart. Yeah. Uh, check look up the laws rules. in your local. Yeah. Look up your local right. laws, research it very well before you invest. And if you need to talk to an actual financial advisor, like yeah. if you really, really are serious about it. Like and I wish I had a foghorn that could just scream that at people. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Brilliant. You're welcome. Brilliant. <laughs> one, second, oh, one moment. I got this extra. Speak to a financial advisor. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah. So, uh, we also, like Shank was mentioning, some of our uh, listeners might not still fully understand blockchain exactly. So, what me and Shank are going to do here are we're going to sit here and get high like we usually do. And yep. yeah. in approximately four minutes and 20 seconds, do you think you could roughly explain what uh, blockchain is and how it's become what it is what is blockchain yeah. essentially what it, what is blockchain okay uh, and timer okay so at its core a blockchain is a ledger right and just mm -hmm. for clarity's sake a ledger is basically a document uh, that that uh takes note of an action or something that has transpired uh medical records are a ledger um any kind of record keeping you know financial transactions legal documents I means that is that is what allegedly yeah, allegedly. Um, what a blockchain does is, is usually uh, when it comes to banking and when it comes to transaction processing, uh, you go through a third party, an institution that people quote unquote trust um, to verify that these that these uh, transactions are in fact occurring, that the value is moving. 
What a blockchain does is instead of having an institution, you have an algorithm called a consensus algorithm. And what this is, is a group of computers that all process these transactions and reach to the conclusion that yes, this transaction did occur. This sum was moving from this wallet to this wallet. And uh, it eliminates the need for a third party like a financial institution, like a bank to validate the, the movement of these, of these funds. Um, what makes it really interesting and what democratizes um, the experience of a blockchain is the fact that a public blockchain like Bitcoin uh, is, has thousands and thousands and thousands of computers all over the world processing these transactions, right? They're all plugged into the consensus algorithm. And in order for that system to become compromised, someone would literally have to co-opt 51% of all the uh, the computers processing this, right? This is the mm -hmm. this is where uh, and these processors are referred to as mining, right? Yeah. Um, so, because of this, there is this super strong security uh, and integrity to Bitcoin and to most blockchains out there um, that you have more protection than you would do with traditional legacy technology, um, and it takes because you're you're disrupting how we handle. Um, how we process transactions and how we move money and we're eliminating the need for a central authority figure to play middleman and take a cut and gouge you in between. Um, it's democratizing your money, right? Mm. It's taking the power out of the hands of the few and into those of the many, uh, which is pretty, pretty powerful, right? Because most yeah, of history wait, says- Wait, that sounds, that sounds really similar to communism. I can definitely uh, get behind that. I'm behind right? that 100%. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm, I'm on board. You got me. You yep. got me on board with that. Yeah, well, I like history, that. No, that's great. Like having the vote, like the majority vote for transactions. Yeah, it's uh, it, yeah, and I mean, and we see cryptocurrencies as the most common use of blockchain technology, but it could be applied to voting very easily. It could be applied to again medical records. In fact, it is real estate anywhere where document and record keeping is going to be super valuable. So I don't know if I went over the time there, but that in a nutshell is what uh, blockchain technology does. No, I it's... think that was roughly perfectly on time. And if it wasn't, we're breaking the timer, so it doesn't matter. That's thank right. you very 21. much for that. Very, <laughs> no, that was very, great. No, very that detailed was, explanation. Yeah, that I was uh, and, and that very, was easy enough to understand too because I'm pretty baked and I got it 100. percent Like I figured, exactly. like because I I knew roughly like how it worked. Like I knew that the computers kind of had to be like I'm making a transaction. Then the other computer was like I agree, I agree, I agree, and they kind of majority rules had to all be like yeah we're we're cool with that for the transaction to go through. And like, you know, like in that kind of thing. And I was like, I knew that, but I was like, I didn't understand exactly how it got to that point. So that's, I can just imagine a computer just yelling to another one. Yo, Frank, yeah. what is it cool? <laughs> yeah, we're cool. Yeah, we're cool. Right. Yeah, I know. Right. Exactly. That, that in a nutshell. And then, and then basically there has to be All around, um, no. consensus, right? If there's no consensus, then there's something wrong. And yeah, that's, and that's what makes it really uh, safe as far as, as far as the technology itself goes, like you can't really hack Bitcoin. Uh, yeah. And learning, learning blockchain. that, learning that I think is what alleviated some of my early on, like why I was kind of indifferent to it before, but now I'm watching it with some interest because before I was indifferent. Cause I was like, it's not regulated. It's wild West. Like how, what's stopping people from jumping in there and just stealing all the people's wallet information and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't understand it. And once That's I started learning more, yeah. Once I started learning more about it, I was like, okay, like, hold up. Like I, maybe those fears aren't really founded in how it works. Like I was just my speculation. 
about mm-hmm. how it worked that was making me go oh well they can just get in there and take them all but like it doesn't work that way because they're all decentralized so there's no one central point to attack there's no one central server i mean there are some big server farms which host yeah. But, yeah, they, they play they play a role, but like even if you took over that whole server farm, you couldn't impact no, the overall yeah, algorithm. Exactly, right? it's so right. spread out that the overall it wouldn't be so that regulated. So that it, I thought it was unregulated, but that made me realize that it's just a more efficient decentralized form of regulation. Well, it it is it is it's self governance, right? And yeah. it's, it's taking away the idea that you need an authority figure uh, for something to be legitimate. Um, yeah, we don't need mommy and daddy telling us where yeah. to put our bitcoins. <laughs> exactly. Um, but what's, what's interesting as well is like, you know, back in 2017, when Bitcoin really got popular, um, like there, it was the Wild West, there was no regulation. And part of the big struggle that my project uh, has been through over the past three years is like working with regulators, because you go to bed, and you wake up and the laws change, right? Yeah. Like, how are you supposed to do something in a legal and compliant fashion when people when the government is like flip flopping on this stuff left? Right because they don't understand it. Politicians don't really understand it. They're they're they they're like I was. They're like I was the before. Yeah, they're like yeah, I was right. before, where they're like I don't know about it and I don't really care, right? So they never bothered see, to look it up. Uh, you ever see like uh, like politicians try to grill tech CEOs? You have, no, oh, yeah. you have no idea what they're talking about. They are yeah, so no idea. It's painful, right? <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely hilarious. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. And so these regulators can barely grasp how a blockchain works. But here's an interesting point. Here's something. Right now, the technology is new and really exciting, and people are like, "How does the blockchain? What is the blockchain?" Let me ask you this: How does how does your credit card work? Why does the technology that underpins your credit card work? Most people most now, if we're average... talking, if we're talking about the physical chip inside of it that lets tap work and stuff like that, and the chip and pin technology, I actually know how that works because I watched a really fascinating YouTube video. Oh, but it's not common. You. But it's not common knowledge, and the behind the scenes banking like software. Pfft, Right. I don't know crap. They, like about people, that. people don't have a clue. And and <laughs> no. in order for us to see real adoption of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and all that stuff, what needs to happen is is it needs to get so easy to use that it's basically at that level where grandma Gam Gam isn't thinking about, you know, how does a blockchain work in order to process a transaction? She just goes to her store, taps her card, and it works. That's the point that the industry needs to get to. And then you'll see basically everybody and their dog. So you think. That was a question I was going to have, but so you're a big proponent for like the Bitcoin ATMs and Bitcoin cards. And wasn't it Todd Howard who said it just works? Just physical formats of uh, Bitcoin that can act well, physical forms that can be accessible of Bitcoin, essentially. Well, here's the thing Um, Bitcoin is uh, was the first version of democratizing our money, but it was a it was isn't the best. It's a great investment vehicle, great store of value, keeping your wealth, you know, preserving it. But it's slow. You go to a store, you want to do your transaction, you want to tap and leave, you want your coffee, you don't want to talk to the barista all day, right? Uh, Six, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour wait times you know, even, even three minute wait times, that's a long time when you're standing in a lineup and the guy behind you is giving sideways eyes. Right. So this is why other currencies and other blockchains are perhaps better for using for day-to-day life. Like this, like blockchain we're on can process over 120,000, uh, you know, transactions a second. That's that's pretty really, really really fast. Very efficient too. Compared to, uh, something like a a Bitcoin where, you know, or an Ethereum right now, where you're going to pay a lot in gas and transaction fees, and it's going to go really slowly. So that's another thing to bear in mind, 
right? In order for this to really work in our day-to-day lives, it needs to be fast, it needs to be instantaneous, and it needs so, to feel convenient and intuitive. So the and then the fu- we will see everybody on board. Yeah. So so the future of the future of blockchain, you think, should be like focusing on efficiency and focusing on like computing and figuring out ways to make it essentially a more like easier process to expedite something that can happen a lot quicker for people. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and there are a lot of projects that are tackling this. Uh, Syscoin yeah. uh, is uh, one of those. For well, and your, your project as well is also working on that. Right? Yeah, so You're trying we, to figure out your own methodology to get around it. And that's, that's, yeah. I, I mean, there's, there, it's such a rabbit hole, right? So some blockchains are like operating systems. This is like what Ethereum is, right? Ethereum allows people to create their own assets on this network, on the, on the Ethereum network, uh, the ERC20 token. Right. And it's almost like an operating system, like you have uh, Macs and you have uh, Windows. Right. Um, And and so we use a a blockchain platform called Syscoin to give people that convenient, fast and easy to use uh, nature of money that we need in order for it to be efficient. Uh, And we we say, okay, for every one of these things, we have a gram of gold, a gram of silver or a milligram of gold attached to it. I wonder if they have any uh, of that for weed, like you can get a gram of weed for like one weed coin or something like that. I would imagine there is probably somebody out in the world already trying to tackle that. <laughs> I'm going to be Googling that after the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, be Googling right? that. <laughs> yeah. I'll Google that later. I'll update you guys later on that. <laughs> and we'll update you later because I unfortunately think we are running a little short on time here. So uh, we're going to have to wrap it up here. But before we do this, uh, we're going to smoke another bong as usual before we leave. And as we do that softly in the background, Nick, would you like to do some shout outs of your Instagram or anything else that you would like? Yeah, anything, any, anything and everything shameless that you want to shout out. Yeah. Shamelessly Absolutely. plug. This is our shameless self promotion section. So you literally just go on about whatever you want as long as like, I mean, if you're if you're secretly a member of a hate organization, you can put that in there, too. I might edit it out. But I mean, just like, you know, whatever. I'm not. Uh, but, yeah, just go nuts, um, man. <laughs> Okay, yeah, absolutely. So if you're interested in learning more about the project, head over to loadpay.com. That's L-O-D-E-P-A-Y.com. You can download our mobile wallet. You can join the community in like 30 seconds or less. Um, You can check us out on Telegram. Um, Search up load. We're publicly available. You can find it. Um, Really friendly community, you know, really down to earth group of people who are really excited about teaching people about our project and um, getting started and owning maybe your first bits of gold and silver and your first cryptos. Uh, You can find us on social media at load pay media. Um, Again, really, we're really responsive and, you know, we're really excited about teaching people about how to build for their future with these digital assets. So if you're new and you want to learn more, uh, you know, hop into our community channels and and we'll we'll kickstart your discussion and hopefully, uh, you know, you can, you can get on this bandwagon too, because it is, again, the biggest wealth generation event of our lifetimes. You do not want to miss out on this. Absolutely. Thank you very, yeah. very much, Nick, for Dude, being was, on the that, podcast that was, with us. That was spectacularly worded, by the absolutely way. Absolutely worded. <laughs> uh, we hope to have you on the yeah, podcast like... again in the future and, you know, talk a little bit more and hopefully my investments uh, go up a little bit so I can, you know, hopefully all of ours do and hope like hopefully all of our investments, all of our projects and all of our things have great prosperity in the future. You know, obviously. Yeah. Nick, you're a really we'll, smart uh, guy. You know what you're doing. Yeah, we'll take the next podcast from the moon, right, boys? To the moon. <laughs> They're already, Bam! Or Boom, we can go right up on the Voyager. The They're already selling tickets. Oh, my God. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, they're already selling. Actually, the last uh, 
and we were going down a rabbit hole. We found like the space station, like it's gonna be in. It's a the first space hotel. It's a long story. I'll get on. I'll talk about it on the next podcast in passing. Next time. Next time. On. But right now, buds. We are going to roll one for the roads, and we will catch you next time on the Good Buds Podcast. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe, comment, do whatever. You know where to find us. Yeah. Links to all of the associated media information and all of that jazz will be down below in the description, as well as all of the things that Nick shouted out down below. That They will be down there uh, for you to go and gawk at, which you should do immediately. Um, and also, again, check out our sponsors, Lumenspot and My High Shop. Go down there. Links below in the description. Absolutely fabulous. And once again, thank you very much, Nick, for joining us. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you. No problem. Later, Later buds. buds.